It's Thursday, April 30th, 2009. Worldwide panic-demic? Midnight at the Bush administration. You and your dirty, dirty city. Plus... I'm here to educate you about the single biggest threat to our planet. You see, there is something out there which threatens our very existence and may be the end to the human race as we know it. What is that, a pig bear man? No, stupid. It's man bear pig. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this is your Green News Report. Okay, we got a lot ahead, including Man Bear Pig. Here's Desi Doyen with your pandemic headlines. <laughs> a quick update on the swine flu outbreak. The World Health Organization has upgraded the alert level to five, but that's still just a warning level. Phase six is a formal declaration that a pandemic is actually underway. Phase five just means that all nations should activate their pandemic preparedness plans. So we don't have a pandemic. We've got a warning about a pandemic, right? Right. We should also note that only 238 people have been confirmed to have contracted swine flu, and that's worldwide. Which brings us to our uh, opening clip there with uh, Man, Bear Man Bear Pig from South Park. Now, for those folks who don't know it, it was an episode that uh, made, fun of Al Gore. made fun of Al Gore for his global warming uh, concerns. Yes. That he was claiming that there was this man-bear pig thing that was going to destroy us all. Well, ironically enough, what we have here in this uh, swine flu, in this swine flu yes. is a mix of a human flu, the avian flu, and a uh, swine, swine flu, flu yeah. which doesn't make it a man-bear pig, but does make it a man-bird pig. Okay. Which is pretty damn close to what he was warning about in this satirical... Uh, Man-bird pig. Man-bird pig. <laughs> we'll have that entire clip at greennews.bradblog.com because it's very funny. You got to see it. And uh, even if you uh, green folks out there hate the idea that you're being made fun of, too bad. Get over it's it. It's very funny. Go ahead. The Obama administration is moving quickly to review and reverse many of the last-minute Bush administration midnight regulations. This week, Interior Secretary Ken Salazar moved to reverse a last-minute rule pushed through by President Bush in December that allowed coal companies to dump waste from mountaintop mining operations into streams if the company found that that happened to just be the cheapest and most convenient option, even if doing so would kill the stream. Salazar will ask a federal court to reinstate the Reagan-era standard. Now, who knew we would go back to... is looking good at this point for yes. his environmental standards, right? Indeed. Another midnight regulation overturned this week was the reinstatement of the consultation requirement requires federal agencies to consult with federal biologists before taking any action that would harm species protected under the Endangered Species Act. That rule had been the rule for 20 years, but in late December, for some reason, Bush made it optional. <laughs> so they did not have to consult with biologists and they could just take off anybody they wanted? Yep. For political reasons. Yeah, not or a- not, or industrial reasons. You know, if right. uh, lobbyists wanted it, then they could just basically go ahead and do, the agency could take the action without having to consult with anyone. So we've gotten rid of that. Yes. So these well, first actually, 100 they're... days have been a matter of just undoing all the crap that George Bush did in his last uh, week or two in office. Well, it's not that simple. It's not actually overturning it yet. He's asked a federal court to begin the process of doing so. These are not easy to do. They do take time and they do take review and there is a legal process that has to be gone through. Hell of a job, W. One last-minute Bush rule that hasn't changed, and it's considered cr- crucial to the survival of polar bears, is the one that forbids federal agencies from looking at anything that impacts polar, di- polar bears that occurs outside of their habitat range. Things like global warming, for instance, can't be considered. They forbid them from looking at it? That's what Bush said. Oh. 
Now, these are regulations of national scope, and we've seen with other issues, like you've seen with your work on election laws, if an industry fails at the national level, they'll often work on the individual state level. One case in point, Kansas Governor Kathleen Sebelius, in one of her last official acts before joining the Obama administration as Secretary of Health and Human Services, she vetoed controversial state legislation that would have imposed restrictions on dairy product labels indicating cows had not been injected with a bovine growth hormone. They were not allowed to say, this milk does not have uh, bov- uh no? No. It's basically, it has to deal with labeling and making it the labeling less clear. They still could say it, but the labeling was less clear for consumers. Now, the important thing about this is that if you care about such things, you need to pay attention to your state's legislature as well, because that's where a lot of this stuff is happening. Six out of ten Americans live in areas with unhealthy levels of ozone pollution, according to a new study from the American Lung Association out this week. Now, setting aside the question of what a healthy level of air pollution would be, the State of the Air report ranks U.S. cities and counties based on air quality measurements. It's worse than it used to be because the federal government last year recently tightened standards for measuring ozone pollution, so now more counties qualify for the unhealthy levels. The cleanest city is Fargo, North Dakota. Well, and we live here in Los Angeles, so we're in great shape. No, we're not. not in so fact, much. the Los Angeles area, including Long Beach and Riverside, yeah. is uh, ranked as number one. For we're smog. number one. Woo! All right. Lucky us. University of Utah student Tim DeChristopher this week pleaded not guilty to disrupting a rushed federal oil and gas lease auction during the Bush administration. Now, he says that the 10 years in prison and the $750,000 fine are intended to scare ordinary people from standing up for their natural resources. This was the guy who came in and made these bids during these land auctions yes, to bid up the, the price, confuse these uh, corporations, keep them from getting the uh, federal land. The U.S. attorney, who was a holdover for the Bush administration in Utah, he's the one that decided to go through with the indictments anyway. Of course he did. Way to go, Tim. Keep up the good fight. Read about that and much more at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. Man Bear Pig.